Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. On this week's episode of the Nailed It Wall, we welcome the one, the only, Mrs. Bonham. Let me tell you, she has some stories to share, people. It's going to be an awesome episode. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode 43 of the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Mrs. Schofield. And I'm Mrs. Bonham. Well, as we start every episode, we start off with our Nailed It, Failed It. We're so pumped to be here in the summer. We try to talk about coming back every other week, but me and you talked about that there's just so many amazing educators that we want to connect with during the summer that we don't really get that opportunity during the school year. So we're coming back every week, people. We're all in on the Nailed It wall. Every week we're going to be back with a new episode sharing some amazing educator stories. All right, Schofield, what is your Nailed It this week? Well, I actually had two. Both of them were in the Failed It department. Um, I've been redoing my bathroom, which both of you had seen prior prior to being redone. It was uh, a de- it was demoed, and we just didn't get back to it. And um, so this weekend, our light fixture arrived, and it was back ordered by quite a lot. I know, wait till you see it's so cute. Anyway, so Ella and I ran out, and she had this vision that we would get those kind of like. Um, in a laboratory has those light bulbs that kind of you see the filament on purpose it's supposed to look you know sciencey i don't know how to describe it it's industrial i guess we're following we're yeah, following okay. so <laughs> you, anyhow, you had me at, at, yeah, at, it's, at lab it's really really quite cool and so we rush out to go get these light bulbs at home depot and we spend i gotta tell you there's so much to choose from with light bulbs i'm not really well versed in this so we spend all this time in the aisle, we finally figure out which ones we need, and we go home, we're so excited, and we put them in, and they're yellow, so it just radiates like this eerie yellow, think like dark basement in a scary movie yellow, it's not good. Uh, so then we have to package that up and rush back and get the, the clear light bulbs, which we get back and put up, and I feel like it's kind of, the wattage apparently matters, because it looks like so bright perhaps like you're on the sun so i gotta tell you i didn't have another trip back to home depot in me so we just have these really super bright white lights right now um but the light fixture is amazing and i took a picture and i'll show you both and we also same weekend went to hobby lobby my first time to go to hobby lobby since i'm not sure what March, whenever things before things close down. We love Hobby Lobby. I know Hobby Lobby. We've taken many a trips there, and so I go to Hobby Lobby with Alex. We're looking for a few things, and I buy this bench because Ella falls in love with it. She really wants this bench, so we buy it. And this boy, nice boy named James, takes it out to the car. Shout out to James. Yeah, James. Who I have to tell you, I said, "Don't worry, James. I'm going to block all the cars and make sure no one kills you." And he was like, well, at least I'd have the day off. And I was like, you'd have every day off. <laughs> That's how that would work. But anyhow, so uh, if, you, if you're if you hearing this and you work at Hobby Lobby, maybe give James a day off. That would be, apparently, it was a cry for help. So James takes it out. And in the school year, no, well, two Christmases ago or something like that, my daughter bought me a Ouija board because she remembered vividly me saying I love those as a child I never had that conversation with her it was a dream she had had apparently 
in my face of horror when I opened that gift. That is not something that I wanted at all. And I haven't been able to get rid of this board. I tried to pawn it off. Many times. Uh, many times you've tried times. to pawn this thing off. I tried off. to pawn it off. It's like a bad boomerang. It's like a bad voodoo boomerang. And it just keeps coming back. I tried to actually pawn it off on Mrs. V. And she left that uh, still in its package in my classroom. So cleaned out my classroom, brought this. I was going to donate it anyway. So this sweet James boys putting in the bench and here's this Ouija board right when he opens the, the trunk of my car so I look like this crazy person and anyway so yeah I had two beautiful failed it so I love that I remember our babysitter we had a Ouija board and then the lights started flickering in the house things were going crazy and then and then we had to break the aren't you supposed to break the Ouija board in like three like I pieces and then bury it under a tree what so That's then thing. like I thought so. Well, that's what my babysitter told us. Oh, my gosh. So, like, we were using this, and, and and some little strange things happened, and then we buried it. I know I know we're exactly – it's probably still buried today. I'm going to have to go back there and, uh, and, and dig it up. Yes. But the Ouija board, I remember you even tried leaving it in the staff room, and somehow it made it back to your room. It I was am so, not it was so weird. Thing. It is like I can't get rid of it. I keep thinking white elephant gift, but I just don't even think – it's just bad. It's bad juju. So – Anyhow. Love those stories. Shout out to James. Shout out yeah. to James. <laughs> James. All right, Bonham, James. have you nailed it this week? Mine is a nailed it slash failed it. Love those. I woke up this morning to... Which an, is a nailed it. That is, <laughs> at 7 a.m. I was sleeping in. Um, to an email from Snapchat saying that I had logged in on a different iPhone device, an iPhone 6S, which I don't have, um, somewhere in Phoenix at 2.45 this morning which did not happen because I was sound asleep. Um, and so they tell you to change your password, but you can't change your password because your hacker already changed your password and your email and your phone number with your account. Um, and so I was really sad because all my memories were gone from like three years. And then you freak out because now some random person has all of your videos and pictures. That is creepy. It, yeah, not okay with that. But um, I contacted Snapchat, which by the way, they don't have a customer service phone line for some reason. That's a thing. I don't Noted. know why. Um, but my account has been deleted. So yes. whoever hacked me didn't get away with it. Take that. So Don't mess with the bottom. <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> she is, she you. has your IP address and I she's do. coming. Yes. She's coming. In Phoenix. Somewhere. I think somebody's been trying to hack my Facebook because I keep getting text messages in the middle of the night saying someone tried to log in and here's my new verification code. And it's happened last week three times. It's because people it, are home and they yes. have yeah, nothing know. better to do. Exactly. I, I yeah. think that's what it is. So like, I don't it's... know. Someone's trying to get into Facebook. I got to tell you, there's nothing really amazing in that place but for me. No. But, you know, whatever. We'll, so. we'll blame COVID there. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else to add to that? Or is that just that's like your that's, that's, that's your nail that slash failed it? All right. My nail did is we started off the summer. Both my kids, you know, you're just so busy. Like, my daughter's a dancer. My son plays all these sports. And because our boy Brady, like, my kids are just all in on the scooter life. Yeah. That's all they want to do. Like, they both got luckies. I have a lucky now, too. And that's all they want to do. They just want to ride scooters all the time. And then our bikes just sit there. You know, they just sit there. They had training wheels on them until three weeks ago. And I'm like, this is embarrassing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sick of this. And I just threw my daughter out there. And I'm like, I'm like... We're going to start riding our bike and 
you know, the first morning, she was like talking to herself. She's like, I can do this. I can do this. She rode her bike. My son's out there. Like, I'm not riding my bike. My bikes are stupid. And then that <laughs> night, he got on the bike, and both kids learned how to ride their bike in one day, you know, morning and night. And then now we're starting to venture on the Greenbelt Pass and in the neighborhood. And the kid's like, whoa, I didn't know there was so many paths here. And so I nailed it was just, you know, getting out there. My daughter was wearing a dress last night and she was just so excited. Got her helmet on, protect the melon at all costs. That's right. And uh, we, we did the lake loop last night and she was just so excited to, to actually hit the lake ride and, and ride our bikes. It was just a, you know, a proud moment as a parent. Ryan was sulking and uh, I was like, I was like, get out of here. We don't want you on our bike ride. And, and then, so that was my, my, my failed it. I was like, I basically kicked him off the, uh, the, the family bike ride just because, uh, yeah. his negative attitude, you but voted him off the island. Like I did, right but, but you know, kudos to her. Yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge loop. And that's what I love. Like, about those neighborhoods, like nobody has like, you know, that lake loop and like, you see so many kids mm-hmm. like, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm not riding a bike. Like, I'm, I'm riding my longboard. So it's, like, so much more fun. Like, all the kids are like, Mr. Lane's riding a longboard. <laughs> like, you know, so the kids, like, my street cred just, like, goes up through the roof. Like, when they see me just come bombing in uh, on my. Yeah. And uh, shout out to our man, Alex, who tuned it up for me, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, what? I'm like, you let him tighten it up. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, this thing's, like, so perfect now. Because really clearly I had no clue what I was doing. But um, so shout out to my daughter there. Uh, love that. Both my kids are riding bikes now, and we're actually moving a little faster, and we're not just dedicated to the scooter life. And I, I love the scooter life, but it's like everything's a battle. I'm like, we're we going for a bike ride. We're riding our scooters. They're like, scooters, bikes. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was like, you guys are driving me crazy. But uh, that's my, my nailed it of the week here. But we have Mrs. Bonham here, our seventh grade math teacher extraordinaire. Just finished her third year of teaching, and she's actually the second uh, – graduate of Sierra Verde to come back and actually teach. Uh, Danny Kerbat was the first one, and uh, really? I think she was uh, uh, like for that first year she graduated, she came back. Did you know Danny? I went to school with her brother. You went to school with her brother? Younger. Yeah, so, so you were the second person uh, that actually went through there. So tell us about, we always talk about Sierra Verde. Uh, we all live in the Sierra Verde neighborhood. Well, do you live in, your mom lives in the My neighborhood. My mom and dad live here still. Uh, they still live here. Mm-hmm. Roots, roots, respect. <laughs> right. uh, you know, love this place. So talk to us about your your uh, upbringing, going to Sierra Verde, what it was like growing up here. We always talk about what a unique, special place it is. Tell us from the student side. So I went to Sierra Verde. I didn't go there until fifth grade. So fifth grade was my first year. Where, um, where were you, K through four? Um, lots of different places. Um, kindergarten, I was at a small private school. And then first, second, and third, and fourth, I was at... Desert Palms in Peoria. Okay. I love that you literally went through all I those. Did. I did. I did go through all those. <laughs> Actually, I just lied to you. Kindergarten and first I was at a private school. Oh, my gosh. Second through this fourth. This is so what a fact check anyway. She keeps us honest. <laughs> okay, so second through fourth was at a different school. Okay, so fifth grade, fifth through eighth. Um, I remember walking into school. My mom took the day off and walked me into school and walked me up to Mrs. Lagori's fifth grade classroom. Um and just introduced me and then that was my first day there and ever since then it's my home um i loved going to a k-8 as opposed to like a middle school i just love the smallness and the community aspect and you just everyone knows everyone um so that was really cool always growing up like that um i was a huge sports person in middle school i played all three sports all two or both years um i didn't really do any clubs now that i think about it but 
What clubs did they have? I don't know. So that's the thing. So, you know, sports is where it was at for me. Um, But Sierra Verde was like always the goal to come back to. Um, Like once I, I knew I wanted to be a teacher my whole life, but it wasn't math until high school. I had a high school math teacher, Mrs. Devney. Mrs. Schofield's daughter is going to have my math teacher's husband as a science teacher next year oh, at Ridge. Exciting. Really weird. Shout out, Mr. Devney. <laughs> um, anyway, so she's the one who taught, told, like, helped me decide I wanted to do math. And then the goal was Sierra Verde, always like in the back of my mind. That'd be so cool. I knew I wanted to do DVUSD. And then I remember in the spring when you job searching and there was seventh grade math, Sierra Verde, and I applied. And I had the interview, and I got the call back, and yeah. So, so you didn't have any contacts at the time. You just found that on your own? Right. No, I, wow. I went to DVUSD. You look at their list of school options, and that was the first interview I had. Um, I was super pregnant. <laughs> I was nine <laughs> months pregnant, and I was super, super pregnant, sick. Yeah. I was so sick. Um, but I had my interview and apparently killed it. And I remember in my interview, um, Mrs. Rudisal slash Hunter was – in there and I I did not have her as a kid but I knew of her and my sister had her um, so I remember walking in and being like I know you that's that gotta was, be weird it was so weird it has been a little bit weird coming back at the beginning I would say my first year was the weirdest of all to like see the old teachers that I knew of Back it up. The, um, the teachers that were there when I yes, was there yes, that are yes. still here yes. is what I meant. Yes. Um, some of them had different names, but now they're married. And so that was strange, too, to have to call them a different name and remember that. Um, but it's been really fun to see them. And even this year, I taught a couple of my teachers' kids. And that's strange. Like, that is just hard to wrap your mind around. Yeah. Like, Full circle right there. So, so when your kids, if they're oh. still there teaching, when your kids come through... Think about all of that. Oh, yeah, so for sure. Turns. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. Now, where did you do your student teaching? I did it at ASU. So I was in ASU's program, but I did it at Cave Creek. Okay. So I was at Sonoran Trails Middle School in Cave Creek. Yeah, that's a, a little drive up there. Now, what, what, what are some of the differences that you saw from like your student teaching experience like at that school compared to what you see at Sierra Verde? Um, so Sonoran Trails is a middle school, so they only have one in the district, so all of their elementary schools go to this one middle school. Is it school. six, seven, it's eight, huge, or is it just, just seven, eight? eight? So that aspect is completely different. Um, with student teaching, we had, you don't teach electives, so like right now I'm teaching in an elective class, so you're not responsible for that because it's a middle school, and so we had five math classes we had to teach which is a lot when you have to do it like boom 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 back to back and now i have only four and then one elective so you have some variation which is nice um i didn't have as i don't have as many kids now we had like 160 i remember it's crazy um but just the vibe of this school is a little different um there's no way you're going to know all the kids like at least here i know all the seventh grade kids i know all the eighth grade kids for the most part um and so I, I just like that aspect a lot more, That's cool. closer and homier. Now, you did your student teaching for an entire year at the yes. same school. Yes. Wow, so, that's different than mine. And I was ASU, too. So ASU's, I don't know. Oh, you did master's. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 So undergrad, you have to do a year of student teaching. Um, it's super strict <laughs> and hard. And you're still taking a full set of classes online. Um, but I think that's what prepared me the most. So I got to see how school year started and how school year ended yeah, with the same group. Too. Yeah, so you got the whole, the whole. And that was feeling. seven. Seventh grade. So I did seventh grade math too, okay, which was so time. nice because I had cool. some resources to use. And the cool thing too is uh, this past year we had um, 
Oh yeah, weren't you going to be like the the lead? Like, weren't you two going to be like the lead for the uh, oh, ASU for the, teachers the, like the, last the, summer? The candidates. Oh, remember? Funny yeah, story. So yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they asked. I just did not feel prepared enough being only a third year teacher. They deserve someone with a little more experience. Um, but I still got to know them and maybe down the road. An intern or a student teacher. I like I like how you both backed out of that. Like or like, yeah, it's you like, know, it's a lot of work. Shout out to those people who do that. But it's a lot. Of kudos work. to you guys that like our admin like sees value and like how far you guys have already come. That they'd be willing to put these young candidates in your classroom. And the cool thing about last year on our campus, we probably had what like five oh to seven God. like oh, we had, we had ASU, eight, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and it was so cool. And we hired we hired two of them. We hired two of them. Hired two of them on our campus, which is such a cool thing. And like you always talked about, like the goal is to be mm-hmm. back at Sierra Verde to be there. And yeah. and like I think it's like just such a special place. Like once people are there, you know, they just want to be there. And I know like uh, those two candidates are just so happy uh, to land where they did um, being there. Wait, can we just go back to this being your, can we talk about your three years? Oh, So, yes. like, you were saying right before we started recording how you've literally never had a full year. Can you talk about yes. that? Yes. So, I just finished my third year of teaching. I just got my little happy hey, three not, years in the not, mail. Uh, really? Did you get it? from just, It's in the mailbox. I'm sure it is. <laughs> District sends, like, this a little. This is awkward. They send a little flyer thing that says, yeah, like, three okay. years or whatever. Yeah, okay. and we're not probationary anymore. No, we're not. I know. Yeah, we just went through that. Big deal. Um, so, my first year of teaching was Red for Ed. So, we were short a week had a strike. whatever. You know, eight days, whatever that was. Um, my second year, I had my second child. So I had maternity leave, took that off. And then this year, hashtag COVID. So, you know, not a full year of teaching yet. So shout out to year four. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know though. We'll see. Let's go. Now, now you both came in together. Now, what has it meant to, you know, have each other to kind of lean on and kind of go through like these crazy three years and how much education has changed in terms of salaries? Like it's, you know, it's such an exciting time for like education. You think about the strike had so much of a positive impact you think of covid you think of everything going in the world uh what has it meant for you guys to kind of come in together both teach in middle school um dealing with these kids what what has that meant uh to be able to lean on each other um for me i don't think i would be here right now without mrs <laughs> i'm not kidding in all aspects um for me she was just always the go-to for questions even though we were both new i just you knew the school and you knew yeah. people and you kind of had more info that I didn't, so I, w- I remember just always going to you for questions or advice, and especially in the middle school area, like how do you deal with this student or this situation happened, and I just that had, has helped me so much. We had like our first year, it was it was so nutty, you know, it was so nutty, and and it was nice to be new together, mm-hmm. um, and you know, but it was like it was really interesting because I did have an advantage that year. Uh, since Ella and all of her friends were in my class, so it allowed me to kind of process being a first-year teacher totally different. Where um, I already had those relationships, and so it was automatic. But you, you know, you went in and you did like I just was. <laughs> it was a big year for us. It like it, it really year. has been, you know, and the just all of it, the salary thing. And I think you and I were we've talked about this a couple of times. Like we feel a little bit weird. Like we feel guilty because. You guys have already done this time. You've done your time where you had to fight for this salary and like, um, 
like we're we're benefiting. we moved up more than we thought we would ever in the ever yeah. in 15 years or whatever you know i feel fortunate but yeah. i feel like Weird, um it feels a little bit strange to do that when people have been doing this way before us and so we kind of got in at, at a good time in that respect um, you've had some real interesting things this year, so I feel like you've earned every bit <laughs> of your, of your yes. pay. You had some challenges this year, but you know, middle so school is like we, we you just don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know every what you're day, get, but it's nice to have another person that you can relate to. That because for me, you've already had my kids, you know, right, that I yeah. have. Um, and a lot of times I know kids that's that are coming into your yeah. classes because I know a lot of the younger grades as well. So it, it just works. Mm-hmm. It's been weird. Great advice there. So if you're you're new to teaching, find that that what were you calling it earlier, a teaching wife or no, something your like work wife. a work wife. I don't know. Like, find your uh, people. You know. Um, yeah. You, know, you know, just uh, you, you got to find that 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 person that's gonna push you, make you better pick you up when you're down and uh it's awesome to kind of hear that now you guys are you guys are besties you guys do a lot together but you also have an amazing team like uh your your seventh grade team can you talk about like the impact like your team has had on you and you know how that is has helped you uh, grow as an educator yeah so i do have a amazing amazing team i lucked out in that department um they made me feel welcome from day one um they pushed me but not too much like they gave me opportunities to uh take control over things and lead some things um but still supported me 100 percent um so shout out to mr foot and mrs chesbro the man the 80s dude (laughs) i don't ever want to think about a teaching career without both of them and so that's a little hard sometimes but i still got a long time we're good yeah um but they have just been so supportive. Just my first year, you know, as a first year teacher, you need a lot of support in all areas, and they were always there. And then when I went on maternity leave, they took over my responsibilities and covered for me while I was out. Um, they are just the best people that I know inside and out. And they really are. Um, yes, so Mr. Foot, I call him my dad. I know that's weird. Uh, but he always, we're, he always we're like, we've gone to a weird place. I know, sorry. <laughs> so like, if I need something, I'll be like, can I borrow your pen? He's like, okay, dad will go get you his pen. Daughter. Like, so, you know, he makes fun of me for that sometimes, but, um, I love them and shout out to Mr. Galligan because yes. he was my long-term sub when I was on maternity leave last year. So kind of part of our team. Yeah. And then he was with us again this year for five and a half months. Yeah. Um, so he, he's like a. He's, he's, like add on. He's, a, no, he, he's a bonus. And he means so much to the kids. And he, he does, works so he hard. So like much. So many nights, like, I'd pop into my classroom and forget something. The light's on. And like, at there. 7 o'clock. Yep. And, he's there. And uh, he's, he's such a big part of this community. And, you know, like, talk about, like, rockets. Like, he was, we talked about him last oh, week, running there, down yep. to get everything. And he, he just loves the school. And, like, he can't quit the school. No, yeah. he's, he's amazing. And just, I think what works is we all work really well together. And it's not my my way or the highway type of thing it's like we we take a turn sharing ideas and if we don't agree with something we speak up it's not you hold a grudge or you know don't speak up and just bite your tongue but um we're very respectful of each other's feelings and ideas and and you guys all just like all the different experiences that you have um and you have a really unique perspective that they value so much because of your connection with the kids and seeing things just uh 
from a different viewpoint being new and you know to teaching and all you know to SB so I love that that's like such a good you know everyone brings so much to that table yeah. you know it's been huge I love how much Brent became a I part did. of the team you know he's just like such a good piece so how is it for you though so like you and I shared a responsibility which I don't know what will happen with it this year but um, the chance <laughs> so you oh, and I yeah we actually got um, volu- I, I got voluntold I would be doing this I got told here this is what you have to create by this day good yeah. luck here's um, last year's go with it I didn't have last year's you, you, you have I had shoes no idea there like, was like uh, a chant that wasn't a thing when I was there Max's yeah like oh. uh, I remember uh, so the chants were new like uh, oh so Mrs. Chesbro showed me a video from the year before and I was like Okay, and I think first quarter we did kind of the same one, and then second quarter on out, like we created our own. Max's chant was amazing. It I was, was like, I've, I've never seen anything like that. And uh, I, I started out my career, um, you know, my first five years in a Title One school, uh, and two of the and one school we didn't have a gym, so it's like our assemblies were like outside, like oh you know, gosh. the first day of school, so like in August, like you know, sitting around a basketball court. Uh, I remember one kid would be like, "Mr. Lane, my new crayons just melted." <laughs> <laughs> and like I just took a picture. I was like, and I, I, I saw that picture the other day, and I was like, I had like tears in my eyes, like because they were talking awesome. about this. But I remember like my first day at Sierra Verde, like kind of coming in, or the, or the end of the first quarter, or the first time, or the back to school assembly, and just being like, this is a different place. I was like, I cannot believe like what's going on here. And then when they do the mm-hmm. chants, and um, you know, I take a video of every single chant my kids are doing, and I'm, so I'm compiling like this nine-year video of like all cool. their chants that I'm gonna like link together, and you know, people just don't know like what a special place this is, and uh, go on with your chant. I just had to interject there. Well, side note, really quick, I remember our first year, you have like your back-to-school meetings in the yeah. library, like all the teachers are together, and I had no idea what the expectations were, and I remember maybe it was Paula. And she was like, okay, we're going to practice our dance for the first day of school. Oh the gosh. teacher dance. What is that? <laughs> yes, yeah. You don't know. I knew nobody. Like, no kids or, like, you know, to me. Now I would totally thrive. But back then, I She's was like, so I've nervous. been working on it. Yes. <laughs> Which we don't do them anymore. But I would have been ready this yeah. year. Um, but, yeah, I remember that. The, the dance the first day of school assembly or whatever. But, I do remember, yeah. Uh, the chants are super cool because my kids, so seventh graders, is the first time they're on the bleachers. And it's it is, like, deal. Christmas Day. It's huge. It's, yeah. like, their highlight of their lives. Um, it really is. It so is. And so <laughs> that's their number one thing. And then the chants, because, you know, in seventh grade, you kind of get, they, they know that usually you get to write your own and it's different every quarter and they get a bigger say in it, I think. Um, by the way, our fourth quarter one was amazing. I just want to say that. I have it on video. Maybe we can show it next year, but it was great. We'll tweet it out. It is. So it was a little Einstein's theme song oh, that helps awesome. paint a picture for you. Love um, that song. I, I just love I it, hear it right now in my head, <laughs> like just thinking show. about Ryan. Oh my gosh! But the kids, I love it because the kids come in. I had like what ten kids maybe. They came in two mornings. We wrote it. They're singing it. Like I have the YouTube song in the background to like help them. But they write it all. They come up with the ideas and the dance moves and whatever they want. Um, I love it. It's the coolest thing. It's so much fun. Like it's it a is, lot of work, but it's so. It fun. is a lot of work, but you know what's so crazy is is that so so you have seventh graders that have never been on the bleachers before, mm-hmm. eighth grade. Everyone wants to get to that section on the bleachers. Like that is a big deal, sitting in that part. In fact, I've kicked seventh graders out that <laughs> try and right. sit with my kids. I was like, you earn this. Like you're not here. Mm-hmm. This you're not an eighth grader. You wait. And so 
I was talking to Sam a couple of weeks ago and I was saying something about, you know, assemblies and sporting events and stuff and just the unknown of that for us. And he said, you cannot be serious. I've waited my whole life to sit in that oh, section so on the cool. bleachers. And he's like, we have to be able to sit in the bleachers that we're eighth graders. Like we've earned that. And I was like, oh, you know, as an eighth grade teacher, I know how much those things mean. But, you know, to other people, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but you don't realize it is that tradition that they wait and wait and wait, just like yours. Like, they go from the floor, now they're in the bleachers. Mm -hmm. For us, it's like that's where they want to get is that end thing. And so the chant experience, you know, I inherited, I did see previous ones, and it was Mr. McKenzie, and he used to do quite a big quite a big thing he would spend a lot of time writing these things and they were pretty elaborate amazing and so there was a lot of pressure but I was like all right let's go and so always the kids you know you just put that in their you know in their laps whoever wants to take it on mm -hmm. and we had some pretty epic ones you, you had some epic ones with your eighth graders working so hard what was, what was your fourth quarter theme going to bay just... uh, so it was I'm trying to remember I know oh, it was Katy Perry it was a Katy Perry song right like um fireworks no, no, it no, wasn't more. Firework. Nope, okay. you're so close. <laughs> um, I, don't know, I don't know if I can name a third Katy Perry song. No. Oh, California Girls. Yes, it was California I got Girls, it. which third sounds time. bad, which sounds bad. <laughs> no, 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 it was good. But it was really cute. And the thing was is they wrote it very, very quickly, and then I had to teach it to them super quick, and then the assembly got canceled. And the kids were devastated. What people don't understand is trying to get 7th grade middle school kids, 8th grade middle school kids – you're trying to get them to adopt this chant, right? So you're trying to get them to stand up and sing be and into do whatever, it. Like, be into it. That's hard. And you're asking middle schoolers, which are they want to be too cool for school, and darned if they don't do it and they get so excited. And, like, every time we do a chant, I'm really blown away <laughs> by how much pride they end up um, putting into it and – and, you know, they know I go around my classroom with the bullhorn. And I'll be like, James, you're not singing. You know, like, I'll call them out. But at the same time, they love it. They love that opportunity. And it's, like, just the most amazing experience to see them. I will say it is a little bit difficult. We don't really ever talk about chance. No, and I. And that was never decided. <laughs> it was never, We didn't decide that it's in like a conversation. Rule. It was just like, I'm not going to tell her. She's not going to tell me. We do not. But the it's kids, my problem I would have to steal the seventh graders that were in eighth grade math. I'd have to steal them from a class at the beginning a couple of times to go over it. Otherwise, because I taught it. So they wouldn't, if they don't have me as a teacher, they wouldn't get to learn it. And the problem would be they go back and they're humming it or they're singing it. And then it gets out to the eighth graders. And I, this quarter, fourth quarter, I think we were both going to do something TikTok related. And it was the same TikTok. Oh, yeah. That's right. We and were. we didn't know that. And so the kids kind of told it. But the kids told me that. But but the thing that was cool about that is when, because early on when we first started doing chants, um, there would be a lot of talk about like, you know, slamming the seventh graders. Mm -hmm. Or like there was that rivalry, but not in a positive way. It was very much like taking digs. And you and I both had no nope. patience for that, and we kind of set things in a different trajectory with that. We were like, that's not how this goes. Um, and so we would still hear like, oh my gosh, I heard what the seventh graders yeah. are doing. And so like there is that competition. Um, but when we found that out, we were like, 
cool. Yeah, let's it was, go. Like, cool. And I think you were going to do long, like, I was doing, like, a sentence, and you were going to do the whole thing, and it was going to be different. And remember, it was totally different. do you remember, though, the funny thing about that? I can't, what was the TikTok? Renegade. Oh, Renegade. We were just going to go Renegade, 7th so, grade, 7th grade. No, the beautiful thing about the Renegade one was, first of all. My, my, my daughter would have been so excited. <laughs> oh, my That's God. what I'm saying. We got the whole school involved with the yeah. Einstein's and the Renegade. We were good. It was going to be super, super fun. The cool thing about the Renegade thing for us was, um, the kids wanted to teach all the eighth grade teachers the dance, and so when we went to laser tag, the girls were working with Mrs. V, and man, Aww. that lady is just the coolest ever. And so I have pictures and videos of them trying to teach her the renegade. Yes. Again, we'll tweet those out. I know, yes. <laughs> really, really cool. And um, and but the funny thing is, is we would practice in my in the morning in STEM, um, and. I had Zen come in, and he'd been pretty reserved, a newer student, and all of a sudden I said, you know, could you, I, I had seen something, I'd seen something that he had done just on the, like, out of the corner of my eye one time, and so I knew he had this in him, but I just thought he might balk at this, and man, he did, he got up there and he led it, and it was like the coolest thing, and I had these group of boys that were leading it, and I'm so bummed we never had that chance, because the year before, was it? We had one other year where we had a quarter that we missed um, really? uh, a champ for. Yeah, well, Coming back been. with Mr. Galetti's first year, first quarter. Remember we didn't do it like at the... Yeah, there was a quarter that we didn't get to do it. And the, the kids were super, super affected by it then. And the teachers, well. too. The teachers. The teachers. Were, teachers tradition. I, the, the teachers brought that back, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. so important. Yeah. Now, we talk about these moments, all these exciting highs, more highs than lows. Now, what do you love about teaching, like, middle school and, like, your passion uh, for math? Um, so, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I actually started to go... My degree was for high school, um, I just thought I always wanted to do older kids. Um, Thank goodness you didn't. I failed calculus three. So, you know, <laughs> you need calculus three to teach high school. So, yay me. Um, Fail forward. Yes. <laughs> so Nailed it. Middle school, I wanted kids old enough that I could conversate with them. Not that you can't with the younger kids. I just, the connections, and I just remember middle school being just, it's not always the best time. Um, it's really difficult. They're kind of being put on their own for the first time. Parents kind of take a step back in seventh grade um, and they're, you're getting them ready to go to high school. And so I, I just remember wanting to build like positive relationships with them and having somebody that they could look up to that was older, but like still kind of not, not in their age range at all, but you know, darn close. Not, like, <laughs> but you know, that can relate to them. Like when they find out I have a Snapchat and Instagram, they freak out. And it's like, I've had this when you Stars, were like, five, so just you like, know? Us, like, yeah. So I know how to use all their things, and some of them. Like, I've been know, hacked. I've been hacked too. <laughs> yes. Somebody made me a fake Instagram account. It was really thoughtful, but I found them. So you know, <laughs> Again, I'm really good at. Note to self: Do not cross nope. Mrs. Bonham. I can find you. Like she's ending this podcast, yes. and she's gonna go find that IP address. <laughs> she's gonna knock on that door and find out yes. who has that iPhone six right. ass, and be I'm like, really "I'm here for my memories." <laughs> right. I'm like, I came here to do oh. two things. Oh, yes. I just I just love this age, and I just love the relationship you build with them. Um, I relate to a lot of them with the sports, and just um, just a, a lot of their interests are my interests, too, still. 
Um, so that's really cool. And I love like uh, how excited we get for our student staff game. Oh, like yes. you know, it's like uh, you favorite know, day of the year. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. And we won this year. So uh, I think we win like all the time. We like uh, you know, like <laughs> no, but we really legitimately won. Yeah. We didn't have to cheat this. Yeah, we didn't have to yeah. cheat. It's like, all good. The, the cheating has put to an end. Like uh, I remember, like we were doing our uh, softball, baseball one, and we were losing like you know, like four to one. And then, like, I just came bombing around, and, uh, like, I tripped, but I, I slid you head slid. first. Yeah. I scored, and I was like, I, I pretend I did it on purpose, like, pump up our team. And then we went on to score, like, six straight runs, you know. And it's like, the kids, like, remember that stuff so much more, and, like, they take so much more pride in it. Like, you know, whenever I see the kids out and about, they're like, remember that basketball game, you know. And, like, and we just have so much fun, like, as That's a staff. So and, uh, you know, those are those, are those moments that, we, we get to experience as adults, you know, and it's just so fun. And um, Afterward, we're all like a puddle, though, right? We're like, like, so, we're like, we have to teach today. All, so <laughs> all of so us tired. are so tired. I think that's another thing I like about middle school is, like, I get to go watch them in sports I or know, the play or that. other clubs, like, yeah. in art, like, all that. You get to see them in other aspects outside of your classroom, and that's, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Now, what do you see as the biggest challenge to teach in middle school or, you know, just being a teacher in general? You're, you're still fairly young. You know, you're going to your fourth year of teaching. Um, I think at the beginning, I am on the younger side, I guess. That's yes, that is are. a teacher yeah. that they've had in years past. Like, they haven't had someone. I feel like we're drawing some like, lines between us <laughs> older, sorry. younger. Like, you know, like, like, okay, boomer. My first year, I was in, I remember there was two kids, like, I had gone to school with their siblings. So, like, that's weird. And just. What? That happens to me all the time. Like, rem- <laughs> <laughs> just remembering that line, like, you're the teacher, but. It's hard to, sometimes it's hard to navigate that respect line. Yeah. Like, I know I'm a little bit younger and I might be like your sister, but like, I'm still your teacher. Um, I haven't had a lot of issues with that though. I feel like for the most part, the respect is mutual, which is awesome. Um, but sometimes that does get a little bit confused, I think, for the kids somewhat. Because yeah. I do have a Snapchat and an Instagram and I know their TikTok things or like, you know, stuff like that. Um, but the other thing has just been... Um, I want to say navigating the whole work, home, school balance thing, you know. But uh, year three, I feel like I finally found it <laughs> a little bit more. So And that's tough, you know. And uh, shout out to Mr. Bonham, you know. It's like many times like we've always <laughs> talked about, like, you know, having a significant other and mm-hmm. not being in education and not understanding, like, you know, the pulls of the job and, you know, constantly the emails and kind of going back and forth. And, you know, it's something that, you know, I think, I don't know, you know, if I would prefer, like, you know, someone in education, but it's like, it's tough to explain, like, yeah. what we do. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you talk about, like, student staff game and those memories yeah. and, you know, reaching out to a kid. It's hard to convey that, um, you know, so like your significant others are, you know, such a pivotal role for us to be able to do all those things and, and give those uh, to the kids there. Now, how old are your boys now? Uh, three and 18 months. Wow. Three and 18 so, months. You know, now, time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so your, your hands must be full. Oh, now, yes. talk to us. How was, how was this uh, COVID experience oh, with, uh, <laughs> with the, the boys? So, you know, we are, we're fortunate enough to live within like five minutes, 10 minutes, I guess, of both of our parents. Like we're very close. We see them multiple times a week. And so when the whole stay at home order went into place and all that, like we shut down, we didn't go anywhere for like six weeks. Like 
and you know I'm home with them during the summer I get that stay at home mom feeling but like just to be abruptly put into that and for an extended period of time with no end date in sight like it's <laughs> a big adjustment plus teaching plus teaching yeah. plus my husband working from home so yeah. you know the kids aren't used to being home like that like we're used to, like going to Target or the library or like just getting out and so it was it was a little rough um I mean, I'm really thankful now that I had that time and I got yeah. to experience that. However, um, there did come a point at like seven weeks, I think it was, where like my husband and I like had a serious talk. He's like, mental health is super important. Like you, you've got, we got to do something because I was going a little bit cray cray. And, um, we, yeah, so I have, we have a home sitter. So she does home daycare out of her home and she had been like full lockdown, like nobody, whatever. And so we decided we would send them back three days a week so I could teach because that was really hard to do. You were much happier. I was so much happier. Like I remember the first day Jeff was like, this is what we should have done all along. Like, (laughs) you know, it just, it was a lot. And so I'm thankful for that. And so now I'm home with like, we stopped with the sitter because I'm on summer break now. Mm -hmm. Um, But now we can go a couple, like I can go to my parents' house now, you know, and get out a little bit. So it was rough. I don't know how people do this all the time. I, I don't know if I'm made for stay-at-home momness, but uh, shout out to those that you are. You did a good job. It, I think it, it was, was just, hard. It was I abrupt. Think all of those things, though, combined is, you know, if you're a right. stay-at-home mom, usually you're not confined to your home. To your house, right. So you would have play dates and you would have outings and you would do stuff. But we were Museums, literally... Museums, you know. Right. Yeah, you're like true. locked down and with them all the time, abruptly... Trying to keep them quiet so that like we Jeff couldn't be upstairs. Work. Like yeah. we had to be locked downstairs, which yeah. is not that big. I would. I mean, the weather was super great, so we would go yeah, out thankfully. for like three hours. Like we'd yeah. just go sit in the grass and just run. Like, but then to do the teaching on top of it. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I kept thinking every time, and I would say this to you. And I know you had a mutual respect for for Rob because mm-hmm. of what he was doing in the ages of his kids. But I kept looking at both of you, going like, I've got it pretty good, you know, because. That takes it to such a different level, the whole home learning experience. Well, and I don't know what's... I, I kind of think I'd rather want toddlers at home than having to teach two kids online yeah. on top of... Like, yeah, I, so what he did You was know, like, crazy. both aspects of it. Yeah. It was just, you know... Yeah. Whew. And you would always say, you're like, I don't know how Rob's doing nope. that. Because, like, to be a teacher and, and a teacher, teacher, yeah, your like, kids oh. is a lot. So... So yeah. I'm happy that that has passed. <laughs> yes. We, we, now we've saved it's passed. Now where, where do you stand? What do you, what do you think August is going to bring us? What do I think or what do I want? Both. Okay. Both. both. Yeah. Start um, with what you want. Ideally, if we can do it safely, obviously full back. I'm all in. I'm mm-hmm. ready. Um, I think we all are. Uh, however, I don't know if that's going to happen, you know, but I want to be back in my classroom for sure. Um, if I can't get five days a week, I'll take four or whatever it is. You know, I will take any time. I don't have to work from home. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that's that's the main idea is to just get back in that classroom. I think it's hard to, like, oh. kind of watching everything. I mean, here we are. You know, it's June 15th. It's hard to think. Like, we are starting. This is technically our fourth week of summer. Like, we're, like, we're starting the halfway point of our summer. And then you think about it four weeks from now, it's like, oh my goodness, we're, we're going to be getting back into that mode. And, yeah, you know, crazy. there's so much unknown. And Arizona, you know, is a hot mess right now in terms of Literally cases. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so it's scary. And like, I mean, you, you both do a good job of like, you know, 
following up being like what's this district doing what's this mm-hmm. doing and we had a great conversation before we started recording about um you know what we want what we think is going to happen and this back and forth i think it's the uncertainties is the hardest thing yeah there's well there's just nothing that's clear at all and that's no one's fault right it's nobody's fault because there's a lot that you know the district doesn't know there's a lot that the state doesn't know there's still a lot of up in the airs and there's no um, cohesiveness among districts right so you're just kind of you know everyone I think is trying to do the best with the information they're given and that looks different district to district which is what's really hard for us as teachers is we are watching other districts and they're like oh they did this so then maybe that's what we're gonna do but then another district does something totally different and I also think in the world of COVID two weeks it has huge changes like right. you, like two weeks from now could be totally different and so right. I mean, I know Deer Valley's waiting a little bit longer, and other districts have already announced things. Um, so it's just that. But then you said other announce have announced things, but even maybe have morphed that a bit yes, as well. Yeah. And so that's the thing. It's just like it, as Rob loves this word, it's uncertain times. It really is, though. It is uncertain. And people times. ask us, like parents, or yeah, parents think we oh, know. Yeah. I think we know. out on them. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I'll know when you know. Type <laughs> of thing. And, like, that's, and honestly, you might like know you said, right you're after like them. you're a parent. You, you fill out the survey. Yeah. The survey is going out today. Like, oh, so we'll see. But um. and it's again, it's not um, a criticism against anybody. It's no, just yeah. the times that we're living in, and uh, it's them trying to process new information and ultimately I think everyone is being mindful about child safety and teacher safety and how can we make that work and still do education in the way that we know that kids deserve and and need and I think I saw this on Twitter um but there's not one idea that's going to work for everybody like and so it's like figuring out what's going to work for majority where and understanding it's not going to work for everybody so having options available so yeah which is such a crazy thing in terms of education too so like oh. now it's like you know there's a fear of number of you know you think of things go back to funding like people mm-hmm. pulling out for homeschooling and um you know like, that goes to an equity thing it's like you know maybe people have those beliefs but they can't because of work and then you think of you know there's an online option all of a sudden available for students which is crazy you know it's like is that a, an option open for k-12 where parents could be home or they're not at home but they're you know and you know i think that's exciting that you know we're moving to that point of offering you know an online thing um but you know we're people people we love being in the classroom we love seeing each other we love sharing our stories um you know some of our funniest moments are like you know i love like when you pop in the announcements and you're like it's like outland <laughs> like we got like the lights you know and like the lights i've ever seen you know there. and like really but those are the moments that you know like at the end of the school day of like sharing a story and the three of us are in there just like talking having fun and um you know sam's in there and you know that's your student your son obviously but those are the moments that were lost like in the, yeah. those weeks and you know and like the impact of uh, having a teacher in front of them well it's like you know teaching how we always talk about it's all about relationships with the kids but it's not just about the kids it's about the the connection you have on your campus and the community that of support so all of a sudden we had to do our job not in front of the kids but then without our support system as mm-hmm. well so we were teaching in isolation which is not how any of, there are teachers that are kind of an island right there's a 
you know, there's teachers that go that route, but it's a lot harder to teach that way. And I feel like something is lost when you approach it that way. And so our campus is definitely not like that. And we need each other. And all of a sudden that was like stripped and we're all trying to do that in these little isolated pockets but there was like so many special moments like you know the lean on me video um yeah. you think of uh Rudisell's birthday like in the parking lot you know mm -hmm. and just like all these cool things that we came together now being a student you know you might think like your school is a special place and it's you know it's you know it's like disneyland of education now you wanted to come back to sierra verde that was like your goal like now did you ever think you know, it's hard to like look at things as, as, as a student, a kid, high school, college student. Did you ever think it really was like this amazing place? Like what, what were you most blown away like from the teacher side of everything? Well, I feel like we always tell the kids like how special Sierra Verde is. Like they hear that a lot, whether on announcements or like from teachers, like they just hear it as they're growing up there. And I don't think I really understood it or valued it until you get to high school. Cause coming from a K-8, you're kind of a small fish. Mm -hmm. in a big pond mm -hmm. like where kids coming from middle schools yeah. have a lot more yeah, yeah. resources and connections um and so just looking back like you i mean i had only started there in fifth grade but that was four years of being with the same kids and a lot of these kids are there from kindergarten and so or preschool you, back then yeah, yeah seriously like crazy. so they have these the same people and then they're thrown into bridge or wherever that are triple the size that they are um and so looking like it's not until i think you're out of there that you look back and realize how amazing it really was um, and then for me to come back and realize oh this teacher's here and this teacher's still here and this teacher's here like that is that says something mm -hmm. as a teacher like these people stuck around all these years because it must be that special um, I don't plan on leaving anytime soon or ever um, and I plan on my own kids going there Hashtag one day truth. you know so I I just feel very blessed and lucky to have gotten in when I had the chance because um, I'm not leaving <laughs> Oh, I love like uh, you're rocking your Dunder Mifflin shirt. I, I, I think of like a, the the classic Andy quote, like uh, how do you know like we're not stuck in the the golden day, the good old days, like you know, like I, I just love that quote. Like you think of so much of uh, you know, what you want to give your kids, and you know, I often talk about like you know, there's three or four moments a day where, I mean, I have the best view of the entire campus, you know, like I see everything, but I get to stop and I just see my kids walk and talking to their teachers and like, awesome. you know, see those impact. And, uh, you know, you talk about your boys now, how are your boys different? Oh, geez. Um, well, size and weight wise, <laughs> very similar right now. <laughs> they are 19 months apart. However, they are uh, like six pounds apart. Yeah. So, um, Easton is very social, like was talking full sentences at like 19 months. Like he, his speech and vocabulary and brain is just like out there. And he's very loving. He's very loving and sweet and yeah. just for the most part. Yeah. Um, Jaren is more, he is more subdued and shy initially, but then he is like our wild child. That's what we call him. Oh my goodness. He, his new thing is, um, he does. He goes, okay, I'm going to say it. But he goes, nah, 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 not like over because he wants you to sing the Frozen song. <laughs> I'm not going to sing yeah. it right now. Like that, the intro to Frozen is what he wants you to sing. It's so funny. Um, he's that a little behind awesome. in the word department, but he just screams for anything he wants, whether he's happy or sad. Like straight like, up like, scream. I, like, nothing yeah. you've heard before. Like bloody murder screaming. It it's is so a scream, bad. yeah. But um, they're fun. They're finally playing together. So that's, that's a awesome. huge fighting they've been fighting too my so, you favorite know. though like you there were so many things that i loved about your 
this time that you've been. So we would do our walks once, you know, <laughs> once or twice a week. We'd go over to Bonham's and she'd have the boys. And the first time I came over, remember Easton came running up to hug oh, me. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about, like, we can't can't hug each other because of you know coronavirus and he was so upset You're and so he was sad. like trying to hold my hand and we're, we're like you can't do that and so remember he stopped us on the walk and he was like can I just touch Christy's foot and yeah and he like, bent down and, and he stopped he just, scootering yeah he just put head, held, like he just needed he that just stopped connection. and then he just like touched her foot yeah and then <laughs> we stayed there for a minute and then we rode on and it was just so precious but you realize like you know that's a little and like isolation is hard on everyone Mm -hmm. from the very young to the very old and it's like you forget that the I mean he was so crestfallen and remember his birthday and how you you didn't know how you were going to tell him that people weren't coming over for a big party and he couldn't understand that and like he asked like it was his birthday it was like noon that day and he kept saying like when's my birthday like because he wasn't comprehending that he wasn't having a birthday party we did a driveway one so that helped we had a cake and my like our parents came in the driveway and stuff but yeah Easton has been really funny and then I really love there I don't know if he's still doing it but every morning Janu would wake up and he would be sitting on the oh. foot, of, uh, foot of the bed and we're talking about waking up at like what times it was like really early like in the morning, five and he would 30. just be staring at her oh in the night he'd just stare at you <laughs> that's the creepiest thing as a parent like that is the worst thing to do I remember experiencing that oh. so I felt your pain like you can feel somebody looking yes. at you and you wake up and their face is just in your face <laughs> or then how you would find different places oh, in your room to so sleep would, on the dog bed he would come in our room and then he wouldn't know and we, we, we would wake up and he's at the foot of our bed like with the dog it was the weirdest strange, strangest thing and then we found him on the dog bed. The my under favorite, my favorite was under the desk. The yeah. chair is still pushed in, so I don't know how he got in there. <laughs> it was we have pictures. No. There were so many. So we wait. We, we should talk about one of the things that really helped us get through um, the isolation period before we got to really see each other. Remember when we started doing draw No. <laughs> that too, but Drawsaurus. Well, Mrs. So, Schofield started a trend because then we couldn't play sometimes because so many people wanted on Drawsaurus. I know. I feel like the like numbers I, went too high. I know. It did. But so I told you. And these are all people you knew? No, like no, you, no. Uh, no like uh, the website uh, would just say like 900 players. Uh, like you couldn't even create a new room because because it was too full but so I had told you you got to get on and I kept telling you you know you guys got to get on we did it with like uh Mrs. Copenhaver and Coach Thomas it was so fun and their kids and Sam and like it was we had this huge room going on it was so much fun and before we could all get together that like we would just be belly laughing because and it was so much fun and you realize you so you we created new connections Mm -hmm. in those moments because you know we couldn't be together and so it was that was a really huge and then I taught my family yeah you've done it then she got really I got into it it, yeah it's been so much fun now have you guys been you know like we talk about their kids like you know there is no place like Sierra Verde and like there is no other place like I'd want my kids to go through and like I'm very thankful for that and like you know like you want to give that and be a part of that for your kids and you have your last year uh, with your boy here at Sierra Verde and and he wants all those like little moments and experiences now what what did zoom mean to you guys do you guys were you guys facetime or do you guys zoom to kind of connect uh through all this or with each other yeah oh facetime facetime group facetime group facetime i I hadn't really done that before mackenzie taught me that like uh that was fun facetime was fun sometimes 
Maybe we did. I, I think mostly we just did. Zoom was like FaceTime. School. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zoom and school go together in one place. Zoom was kind of a, a tough thing for Bonham and I both. Oh. We both had some experiences that were a little bit less than amazing. But it was definitely the, the FaceTime was huge. But we really, we benefited so much from all of that time downtime because we ended up doing that well i feel like we talked more than we would have yeah had we been in school mm-hmm. like i mean yeah, you see did. each other at school i see you a lot at school but and all of us were super depressed yes at different times. times and so you just knew when you needed to yeah we were so so like like some of us were really struggling bad at different times we had a group text and yeah. it was every day just checking in like where are you today? Who, who needs help today? Yeah. <laughs> like it's true, and we were we were. I mean, thank goodness for connections because mm-hmm. that's the thing. You know, you you just don't realize how much you need that until you need it. And I we we would have weekly Facetime dates, and then that kind of rubbed off on my husband, and so then he started his weekly game nights with his friends. So yeah, the connections. Mr. Bonham, he is a. Did you know, he is the man of God now, or he's going to be. <laughs> just so you know. So my sister is getting married in two weeks, and my cousin is no longer able to fly out here because, you know, yeah. COVID, um, and marry them. And so Jeff got ordained and oh, will nice. be marrying. So I call him Reverend Bonham. <laughs> nice. The Rev. He's a... Uh, Rev yeah. run. Like, uh, <laughs> you know? I'm yeah. really excited about business. this. Is he excited? He like, is. Uh, like, I think he thinks he's really cool. Well, he is really cool. This <laughs> is a big deal. Oh, yes. I'm super excited for him. Now... Now is he feeling like he's gonna go traditional, or is he gonna like put his whole he's gonna own spice spin? It up a okay, bit. all right. Like I would say half and half. It's really funny because now I know I'm the maid of honor, and so then he'll be the minister, whatever preacher, man of God, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then Easton is a flower boy. Oh wow, girls, and then Jaron just gets to sit there because you know he wouldn't make it down the aisle, but. So yeah, we're all in it now. This is uh, you're all in. This I is pretty know. awesome. It's, it's uh, exciting. I'm, I'm telling you, you mark my words. I will be ordained and I will officiate someone's wedding. I'm just telling you, this is uh, like it's a really I cool experience. Saying, I wanted to do that for my sister's wedding, but uh, I can't remember if her husband put the kibosh on it. I, someone did. Kibosh. Oh, they're all for it. Like my sister uh, and her fiance are. Like I, I'm telling you, just so imagine sorry. I can put a really good spin on something. Well, that that would be tough to be the maid of honor and like that uh, is true. you know it's like. Yeah. Cheesy jokes. Good. Dad jokes. Yes. Oh, gosh. You're going to love the dad jokes. Start coll- I'm going to start texting. Helping good options. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best part would be if he just, like, comes on a room of crickets. Like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you're just bombing up there. You're like, you're dying. <laughs> you you're dying. opening line? Yes. I'm just going to say it. Um, so my maiden name is Abraham. Okay. So he said his opening line is, now I get, now I have married both Abraham girls. Oh, oh that's pretty good. Hi, yes. Right. You know, <laughs> he's crushing it. there, Reverend Bonham. I, I uh, heard this message. Well played. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it's all, it's, it's going to be all downhill after that one, you know? It's like, uh, but uh, he, he's coming out the gate swinging oh, now. Like, uh, well played. Well, this is an awesome time to sit down and like, talk about the power of connections, about Sierra Verde, uh, your journey into education. Uh, I had a blast. I know you're super nervous coming on. And I was like, I was like, it's just like us talking. It's going to be like a fun time where uh, we're going to have so many laughs. But uh, this is long overdue. We've been I saying agree. for so long. I'm like, okay. we, we, we got to get Bonham on. And uh, with the littles and your crazy schedule, it's tough to uh, lock you down. So yeah. we're so thankful that you took an hour out of your, uh, your crazy summer break uh, to sit with us and uh, I just, I just had so many laughs, like thinking of like, you know, the things that we do and the things we get to experience as educators. Mm-hmm. 
as we always say, people, if you can be anything, be kind. If you loved hearing stories about student staff games, the student chant, Bonham's story, marrying two Bonhams? How is that possible? No, Abraham's. Abraham's. Oh. <laughs> Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button every Tuesday. The latest episode, The Nailed It Wall, will be downloaded to your phone. If you want to see videos that we talked about, pictures, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And me at a positive proton. And me behind the scenes at SV Viper Pride. And no longer on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs>